0: And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. We are in the middle of a guest fest at the moment. We've had some fabulous guests over the last few weeks. We've had people specializing in capital. We've had rotary. We've had just oodles and oodles of people coming and talking on and sharing their expertise, which is what's happening today, and I'm super excited to have them in the room. Welcome to Sophie and Alison. Now, Sophie and Alison are our Real Entrepreneur Mums. They are the founders of Real Entrepreneur Mums, which is... A new and exciting networking group happening both here and in hornsby uh, sorry both here Hornsby and in other locations around sydney as well and often it 's hard as business owners to to find the right fit when it comes to networking. There are a lot of options out there, uh, but there 's a lot of different options out there and while it's hard, it's easy to find a local group, it's often hard to take that first step and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Some tips and tricks and making yourself feel more comfortable if you're networking for the first time and, and also trying to find the right fit when it comes to groups if you are shopping around. We've talked about networking on the show before, we've talked about um, what you can do in these scenarios, but, but what we haven't spoken about is uh, is really talking about shopping around and finding the right uh group to suit you so um welcome to the show guys thanks for coming on thank you for having us thank you for having us it's really great to have you here and um look we've known each other for quite a while but um i'm really excited about this new venture i think it's going to be really great and also i think what you both bring with you is is um, a wealth of experience both in this way and in other sort of marketing things so so let me talk to you first um what what was your background and what led you? What, why are you so passionate about this and what, what led you to set up Real Entrepreneur Mums?
1: So um, So my background is in corporate, which, mm-hmm. you know, I worked really, really hard to build that career. And I just, after having children, I think that's a bit of a defining point for many mums who are business mums. I was looking for more. I wanted to be more present with my kids. I was missing out on on a lot. You know, um, we came home one day and realised that our son had picked up all of our Polish nanny's mannerisms and he had none of ours. Eek. Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of thought, you know what, there needs to be another way and I started a great network marketing business, which I absolutely adore. And Allison and I met at a networking event, actually a coffee and business event, and we just saw that there are so many um, amazing businesswomen out there who just need to be connected together mm-hmm. in a great format, in a great um, environment where they are encouraged to promote themselves and you know get that support that they so desire. And we looked at a few different options that are out there, and. It just wasn't anything that kind of gave them both the referral sites so where they could grow their business but also being part of a community that really had their back and we just we just knew we had to launch Real Entrepreneur Mums.
0: No, it, it, I mean, it's really exciting. I think what you're doing is you're, you're tapping on different – I think when I'm hearing that I'm thinking, okay, well, I can think of a group that does that and I can think of a group that does that but I think what a lot of the time when we're looking at groups as a whole in our local area, you're trying to find something that is the right fit, that, that works for you, that is – that ticks all those boxes. And what you're describing there for professional mums who are maybe doing the transition, um, they're looking for something quite specific. And it sounds to me like like this group might... Match it, um, Alison. What about you? Tell me about your background and what led you to this.
2: Yeah, I have a very similar story to Sophie. So worked in the corporate environment. So you both escaped. <laughs> both escaped. <laughs> um, had a great job, uh, loved it. But when I got pregnant, I kind of made that family decision to not work full time and raise a family.
0: Do you think that's something that we up here on the North Shore? are more likely to make? Do you think that there's less pressure than if we were living in other areas of Sydney and both had to work? I mean, I think of my friends who live in the inner west and there is no choice. I mean, they have to both work full time and then some and they don't see their kids at all. Are we just lucky
2: up here or is it a cultural thing? Yeah, look, I think, you know, everyone's circumstances are individual. Mm. So, you know, people have um, what they have to do to survive and to thrive. And some people just, you know, love the the work environment and they want to continue doing that. So I think it's a personal choice and Mm. a family choice. Mm. That's
0: very true. You have to balance that up, don't you? Yes, yeah, certainly. Very, very difficult choice to make. Quite often, uh, it's nice to know though that there's there's groups like this and there's there's other groups out there that sort of provide that support, mm. and um and that is that is quite exciting. And so, uh, real entrepreneur, why 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 did, why did that sort of take your fancy?
2: Oh, to be honest, I just love being part of this movement because there certainly is a movement today with women who have incredible skills, incredible talents, and they, you know, just want to thrive themselves and they want to create their own. Mountain mountain and, you know, do the very best for them themselves and their families. And I just wanted to be part of that movement and give my support and my expertise to help them absolutely you know, smash their goals.
0: Mm-mm. I have to say from the, from the local mums around here that I know um, who run their own businesses, they are certainly driven. And the reasons why they want to do it is are quite unique in that it's that balance. It is that work-life. We don't have work-life. I don't I mean, I don't have work-life balance. <laughs> you mean the myth? The myth of the, the work-life balance, yeah. <laughs> you think it's going to happen. But I'd like to think you can factor things in you know, you can sort of move appointments around for medical appointments. It's not like you have to go begging and pleading for someone to have some annual leave so you can take your kid to the doctor.
1: Absolutely. That's kind
0: of nice. And that's the
1: benefit of being an entrepreneur mum, where you get to have control over your schedule. Alison and I, our life looks very different to when we work full-time in corporate. Mm. You know, we get to choose not when we wake up because the kids still <laughs> the kids still kind of own that one. But, yeah. you know, what we do every day, who we work with, where we work, how we work, um, how we set our goals, you know, what we want to achieve, even to the point of how much we get paid when you're working for someone else, you're under their vision, their goals. Their KPIs and mm. also their pay salary brackets. Mm. So you know that's really exciting that we get to help these women. You know, reset that benchmark and just go after whatever it is that you want, um, and surround yourself with other women who want to do the same. We do talk a lot about it as, as women.
0: We talk about um, the pressure, the difficulties, the wearing so many hats. You know, how do we how do we cope with all those? But I think you're you're tapping on the positive, which is that. We are in control. We can control the schedule. We can control being able to work in and around the family requirements and and we make the decisions. And, okay, yes, we, we have the failures. We have to own the failures as well and we have to own the not-so-great days, but um, I think we would own them anyway if we were in corporate. You know, even if we did have that J-O-B, we would still be the ones taking on the responsibility because that's, that's what
1: women do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what do we say, Alison? It's, it's how you see a failure. We actually don't believe in that yeah, word. there's no such word as failure for us, so... <laughs> (laughs) What did our member say that the word fail stood for yesterday? Do you remember? Oh, no, I can't. Falling and... Something learning. (laughs) Basically, totally rewrote the word failure for us and everyone else just went, wow. So failure really is just a learning opportunity and it's your view on how you see those, you know, you can't see my fingers but I'm doing... Yeah. uh, (laughs) How you see failure. Um, And it's how fast you move through failure as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, fail fast move quickly, learn what you need to do, and then apply that in your next goal. Exactly. Use, use, the, use that when
0: you've, what you've learned as a learning experience instead of a failure. I like yeah. that. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about um, those of you out there, listeners who might be sort of thinking about networking, still quite nervous. Maybe you've just transitioned from that that wonderful, not corporate life um, into, into being an entrepreneur and there's quite a lot on your plate and you're thinking about a lot, but you know that networking needs to be one of those things. So networking for the first time, can you can you take me through some just really simple tips and tricks that you might suggest. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I think what's really important is that you do a little bit of research about the different networking events that they have to offer in your local area and kind of, you know, check who is attending them. So is your target audience actually going to be in that room or mm. are they connected to your target audience? So you don't certainly want to go to a networking event that's, you know, full of farmers when you've got no association <laughs> with farmers. You, you know, you want to make sure the right people are in the room. Uh, and then, you know, it's always about, you know, introducing yourself to who's running it because, you know, if you're new there, you don't know anyone, the best person to go speak to first is who is running that event and, you know, just welcome yourself and introduce yourself to them and if there's someone that you want to meet or a type of person you want to meet, ask them to introduce you and that kind of starts the ball rolling a bit. Mm. I think that's um, a really key, key it's point. It's always that first... It's that yeah.
0: first step, isn't it? It's the first step into the room and the first introduction and the first conversation. Yeah. And I just found—I remember the first couple of events I went to. I just talked at people. <laughs> 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 I talked at—it's probably where the radio show came from. Actually, I just talked at people for for about well for the whole night, really. I don't think they got a word in edgeways. <laughs> and then my mother said, "You need." Well, she wasn't there, but she probably knew. She said, "You need to. It's listening. It's not." It's yeah. not a talking exercise it's a listening exercise. Okay, thanks mum.
2: Yeah, Ask thanks mum if you're listening. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, what? I think everyone, you know, at the very beginning they're all nervous. Mm. And a majority of the room I've been into many networking rooms, a lot of people are nervous. And so no, that's okay that you've got those nerves and um, but it's like kind of pumping yourself up and to get into the zone before you walk in and kind of getting rid of those nerves if you possibly can. So a great tip and you know Sophie and I do this quite regularly is pumping up the music and kind of just shaking it off and you know <laughs> get into the right zone to, to walk in with a little bit of confidence and a bit of certainty of why you're actually going into the room.
0: Mm, yeah it's, it's not necessary and don't think you have to dress up either. A lot of people when they come to their first network they look like they're in ball gown. <laughs> you can be just chilled out. You, you don't have to sort of slap on the makeup. You can just be yourself and be relaxed.
2: Yeah. You've got to be genuine because yeah. you're there to, to meet people and in, you know, for them to meet you. So yeah. it's about being genuine.
0: And don't forget the business cards. <laughs> so important. And if you haven't got any, just, just print some up and just hand out something. I had a guy, I went to a, um, it was one of my presentations actually, and his, his business cards were... I don't know if I would do I wouldn't suggest this to anyone, but there were little those little mini notepads you get at Coles, and then he printed something out and then he glued it to the front. Aww. And I wasn't sure if it was meant to be a brand reminder and something useful like a notepad. It was just kind of a bit odd. Aww. So, so think ahead, <laughs> plan a little bit. Um, probably wouldn't go with a notepad option, but I did like the fact that it was it was fresh. It was actually no, why, why is it a bad thing? I'm talking about it yeah, now. I still got the memory. I remember <laughs> it. So no, not a bad thing at all. But um, I guess yeah, no.
2: I'll just completely contradict myself, shall I? Well, I'm going to contradict you you as well because when I first started networking, I didn't have business cards. Mm -hmm. I started my business with no money, uh, you know, no network, and I'm like, well, I need to get a client or, you know, earn some money somehow to pay for business cards. So I actually went in and told people, oh, they're in the printing, you know, I'm getting them rebranded and stuff, and I got their business card. But then that gave me the choice to follow them up Mm. because if you just hand out your business card, most people are never going to call you or contact you. So I had then their contact details and I made the phone call the next mm. day. And it's a
0: really good point, actually, because I think, um, again, when people start out first, they, they will they will meet with anyone, every man and their dog, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but they'll they'll kind of, you know, they'll try and cram in as many meetings as possible. But don't forget, you've got, you might have some client work there and don't let that mm. completely overtake you. Yeah. We're just going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And uh, we'll be back after these community service announcements. You are listening to Triple H 100. 100.1 FM. Yeah, so thanks for joining us today. We are talking all about networking and, you know, just before the break we were giving some tips and tricks to people about the best ways to get in the room for the first time, how to chill out. You were talking about shaking it off in the car, put on some Taylor Swift or something else if that's what you're into mm-hmm. and, and just enjoying yourself really. It's, uh, it is still daunting though, isn't it? That, that first step, it's yeah. kind of still a little bit freaky but I think once you've gone to a couple, it does feel a little bit better. So, so once you've kind of chopped around for a bit, um, how do you know it's right for your business? Alison, just before the break, you were mentioning that you want to make sure the people who are in the room, are your connections, potential connections, potential clients and also referrers. So what do you mean by a referrer? for people who have never done it before.
2: Yeah, that's basically what I, I think about. That is when their networks outside of that networking environment mm-hmm. um, could be someone that you'd love to talk to or you'd love to connect with. So it's kind of it grows bigger than just who's in the room. It's out it's who's out of the room as well that they're involved with.
0: Okay, so it's all about um, finding out who would refer your business. So, for example, I mean, as a bookkeeper, it's pretty obvious accountants, business coaches, those guys might refer that person in. But it, it doesn't happen straight away, does it?
2: No, no. This is really important with networking you have to be regular and show up you have to you know don't go once and think oh great I've networked (laughs) I've met a hundred people now (laughs) (laughs) and now all the business is going to come to me it's about really growing your profile and your brand and turning up to every meeting that you possibly can get to
0: Mm, and time is is valuable we we all need to make sure we value our time as well so Mm -hmm. you need to factor in that you know you're not working you're doing networking instead which is a form of marketing and, and that does Cost money because it costs your time.
2: That's right. And that's why it's so important that you go to the right networking events Mm, so it's mm. most effective for you. Mm.
0: So at the beginning, do you, Sophie, do you reckon you just sort of go to as many as humanly possible and then narrow it down? Is that a good tactic?
1: Um, I think you can ask around. So see what everyone else is going to and the value that they've gotten out of it. Like Alison said, do a little bit of research first um, and you will know when you walk into that room, you'll get a gut feeling. Mm. So for me, it's, you know, are you welcome? Do they, you know, are, are they accepting or are they little standing in little groups? Little Is it clicky? clicky? Yeah. yeah, You don't want a clicky group. Yeah. Um. And but Alice Allison said you need to go regularly. Um. Pick a couple and just go regularly. Whether they meet monthly or quarterly, go to every single event. Make sure you mark it in your diary, well in advance because that's how you're going to build relationships. So. You want to look at what your mindset is before you go into networking. Why are you networking in the first place? So is it because you want to grow your business, your bottom line? You just want referrals. You want people to buy from you. Or is it more about, you know, being in that support environment where others are doing the same so you can kind of see, oh, okay, (laughs) they have the same challenges as me. It's not just me. It's just part of the journey. Um, some networking events offer really great educational topics. So if you're quite, um, you know, early on in your entrepreneur journey and they have some really great topics around, I mean, I know, Alexa, you've run some really great topics as well. Mm. So if you're wanting to learn, then find the ones that have more of the um, guest presenters or the educational side of it. Um, for me, you know, you have to follow up. So if you're going to commit to going to one of these events, You have to then make sure that if you get someone's business or if you have a great connection, which I know uh, you know we did in one of the meetings we met in, and then we followed up. We Mm. connected with each other afterwards. We had a coffee. We had a phone chat. At least send them a text message at the very least the next day to say it was really great to meet you last night. Um, Mm. You know, did you have a great time? Or you know, you know, what did you learn or something? So that you can something conversational, so it continues. Not just it was really nice meeting you. No, exactly.
0: Yeah, it doesn't open
1: it. Don't go in with the I just need to sell to these people because they will smell you a mile away <laughs> and they will not want to buy of you, right? Yep, yeah. Yeah. You yep. know those you know those people. I know and it's I, a I was learning. There, I was there like talking at people at if how many how many of my services that I think I can do can I get out in one sentence? <laughs> and it's a learning, right? So like you said, the first few times we do anything, we may not be great at it, but that's why you need to keep going. And I've heard so many women say, "Oh yeah, I went to that event. I didn't get any business out of it." And I said, "You've missed the point." So, you know, go multiple times, get to know a few people and know that it is a commitment about building relationships with these people, Mm. not just trying to sell to them. I would say as well, don't play LinkedIn whack-a-mole. Like, don't just go
0: in and just go, oh, that person. And don't just hit the connect button. Actually, when you invite someone, write a little message. There's nothing worse than just going, this person wants to connect with you. Like, <laughs> well, why? You know, what's the point? They're just trying to increase their numbers or are they actually making a genuine connection? Yeah. So I think the face-to-face is obviously a really great way to connect with someone in the first place.
1: Yeah, and finding the right fit for you, like I said about, you get that feeling when you walk into the room. But are you, partici- uh, are you encouraged to participate in the event? So does it encourage, you know... People to be to ask questions. To um, do they offer opportunities for you to actually network. You know if that's what you're wanting to do. But the main thing for me is when I leave, how do I feel? Do I leave going, oh my god, that was amazing. Like I, am I'm ready to go and hit that next goal or tackle that next challenge or those people, that women, they get me. I feel like I've found my place. If you have any of those emotional feelings you have find the right place for you and mm. make sure you go every single time.
0: Mm, mm, and really connect with those people that, yeah. you've, that you've you've met because you want to keep those, you just want to keep them going. You don't want it to just be a sort of a, a one-off, you know, flash in the pan. Even just meeting with them once afterwards is fine as well, even if it doesn't continue on because sometimes things come back
1: years later. Absolutely. I mean, look at Alison and I. We met, what, three years ago? And last year, we launched Real Entrepreneur Mums together. We had no idea when we first met. We just met because we liked each other. We had similar goals in what we wanted to do for women. And we just looked at how we could help each other. Mm. And over time, that has grown into, you know, like an awesome friendship and where we have built that trust. And now... Like, I just love working with this boy.
0: Oh, love! feel the love. Thanks. So. Even though it's radio, we can feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys have talked a little bit about your transition between contra- contrapreneur. Oh, wow, I just made up a new word. Contrapreneur. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag contrapreneur. Uh, oh, wow, I'm really going to use that. Um, you've really made the connection in between, you've done the, the great transition between corporate and entrepreneur. Um, it, why is that? Why do people find that? Difficult, Alison. Why? Why is it so hard for people to make that transition? Is it because it's scary, or is it's no longer a job, or they think that there's not as much? Um, I don't know. I don't find any job secure. I think it's hilarious when people talk about being more secure because they've got a. You kidding me? You could get retrenched next week, and there's no security in that. At least with my business, I know how I'm tracking. I know how I'm doing. I might lose clients here and there, and pick up other clients from here and there, and have bad years, good years. But it's all on me. It's not. I can't. It's not out of my control.
2: Is that one of the reasons why people leave? Look, I think there's certainly a lot of uh, fear out there. It's like, you know, am I good enough to do this? Do I have the expertise? Are people going to like what I do and get value from it? So I think there's a lot of fear. I think when you're in corporate as well, you are achieving someone else's goals and you've got your boss there to help you and train you and give you that support. You've got your co-workers to chat to and and get ideas from and, and kind of work together to achieve that goal. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's your own vision it's your own goal and it's your own mission and i think that's you know a little bit overwhelming for people when they think i want to get here but I am at point A right now and I have no idea how I'm going to build a business that is going to financially support me and my family. Mm. So it's about you know taking those small steps every day to achieve that goal. And I think sometimes people get lost in the way or get overwhelmed and there's so much information out there these days. Oh, the internet is everyone's <laughs> worst best friend. I mean, it's just, you can drown. You can drown and you can constantly feel like you need to keep learning and keep following this person and that person and getting all those ideas where you need to kind of create one path for yourself and tweak it along the way to get to that end result that you're looking for. But yeah, I think that that really comes back to it. There's just not having the clear path and being overwhelmed by things. Mm, mm, Exactly.
0: And I think but once people get beyond that, I think what you were saying before about small steps, the small steps are really important because I think I got very frightened by the bigger picture, the Mm. whole Uh, even the idea of having a time frame in which I was going to achieve the can I sustain myself, I think that's illogical. It's really your own journey. Things happen in your family life that are going to impact on this and you've got to allow them to impact because that's why you started it up. So it's going to throw you off your path a little bit. So Mm -hmm. little steps, little achievements every day and also having a family that supports you is so important. So.
2: But you know what? Unfortunately, there are women out there that don't have that support. Oh, I
0: know. And they're the ones I just really admire. Like how Mm. do – I mean, you know, you you go home in tears and you you have your family around you. It's okay,
2: mummy. You can do it.
0: (laughs) It's very gorgeous, very sweet. But how do you do it when you're just out there on your own in real, real solitude? That's incredible.
2: Absolutely. And that is why, you know, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm. You have to find that community that, you know, you can – talk to them about those bad days or those challenges and they've got your back and they can support you and help you with some advice or show you the right direction to go into and been there, done that yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. so yeah that's that's definitely key so finding that that network for you to to grow your journey together. I think it's
0: important as well with these groups that you find someone who is, you find a group that not only has people all new, you don't want someone who's all newbies because then you're all just stumbling over your own mistakes, not really learning from people who are more experienced. So make sure you connect with people who are a little bit of a mentor. It doesn't necessarily Mm. have to be someone that you you know and who are in the same industry as you, but you move forward with them and they can give you tips and you know, and just be there for you occasionally, and ask them openly. Say, I mean, I, I've said to a couple of people, "Will, will you mentor me? Will, you know, mm. I can't, I can't pay you, but you know, will you, will you help me out and occasionally answer questions about big picture stuff?" And it's yes. great. Well,
2: it's- I- Sorry, I I believe that we are really the sum of the five people we hang around most. So if you start to hang around people that, you know, have a few steps ahead of you, that's what you're going to start to become as well, because, Mm. you know, you're learning from them and you see what they're doing and you start to build that courage and that fearness, fearlessness
1: (laughs) and start doing it yourself. Mm. So Exactly. Sophie, would you agree? Oh, for sure. And if you're looking to transition like we did, so if you're at that early stage where you're looking to transition to become an entrepreneur, the good thing is is that you don't necessarily have to quit your job to start your journey. So you need to figure out what your vision is. Where do you want to go? And we're not talking next week, next month, next year. We're talking like three, five, 10 years time. Get really clear on that vision of the life that you're creating and your business opportunity. Your, you know, your business is that vehicle to help you get there. And like Alison said, surround yourself with, you know, incredible women. Um, but if you're passionate about it, you'll do it at nighttime, you'll do it on the weekends, you will find a way to build that because not everyone can take the hit of walking away from a full-time career salary. So you can build it on the side and then once that income kind of starts to build up, you can maybe like what I've done, I've been able to drop down my corporate days to two days a week lucky you what a great employer
0: oh, you just don't hear about people often when they've got good employees they hold on to them with to talks So you're not leaving us yeah well i contract so i kind of control the nice yeah Okay, so you've almost been in that entrepreneurial space a little bit anyway with the contracting position, which is which is where where they talk about the where the the Australian workforce is moving. We're looking at a massive shift in the next ten to fifteen years away from full time, part time, and into contract work, even though that's completely illegal. What they're doing, but there you go. Um, <laughs> um, so, small business environment—it's different for mums as opposed to other workers or single people or or dads even. Why why is that environment? that space in which you work either mentally or physically how is that different for the mum group if we're
1: talking specifically about the mums? I think for mums once you have children your purpose of your life switches and I'm not saying it switches for everyone but it definitely did for me and so I wanted to be able to be part of my children's life. Working full-time in any career didn't allow me to do school pick-up, drop-off Um, You know, my son Toby's just started kindy this year, so, oh my gosh, the (laughs) notes that come home already. (laughs) Uh, And the readers just started last night, which is kind of cute. But I want to be able to be there and and do that. And so, you know, as an entrepreneur, it, it allows you that flexibility to have your cake and eat it too. Now... It does take work, and mm. it takes time to build that up. But you absolutely can have that. I mean, I think that's why it's a little bit different for women, because or, or for mums, we get each other. We know what it takes to just get the kids out of the house in the morning, so you can get at your desk at without say, losing your mind. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you lose it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> but <laughs> when you're surrounded by other women who get that, it just takes off that little bit of pressure from you because you're like oh, okay everyone's doing it. and you can share tips and um you know learnings from each other i've got you know I just, I just had a vision of walking into a
0: boardroom full of suits just going oh i'm so sorry i'm late but you know <laughs> little tommy was you know forgot his readers and then and then we couldn't find the school bag and then you know the dog vomited and the you know, mums would be sitting there laughing and you just have this sea of blank faces going i don't care you're late yes you know that's the corporate difference yes. isn't it really
1: and and lots of companies just don't it and they don't offer that flexibility or understanding of really what it takes and how important it is once you do become a mum, especially when they hit those school years mm. um, and the time that that takes off you. I think as well there's potentially a little bit of stigma around running a business from home because traditionally when you go to an office and you have an, a location and a meeting room, um, you know, your business is almost seen more professional. Mm. But the great thing about running your business from home is that you have that flexibility and freedom to run your business in and around the hours that you can in and around the kids. So, you know, especially in those early years, you can have a little bit of that stigma. But I tell you what, once your business starts rocketing off, that tends to dry off.
0: Yeah, you will work until about 10 o'clock at night though, won't we? That's and it, then that's some,
2: an early night. Yeah, <laughs> Sophie and I can see each other messaging at eleven, twelve at night. So yeah, I'm sending
1: off emails. People going, "Why are you up so late?" Because I run my own business. But also, our vision—it's not forever. This is for now. You know, in your business, you are building something amazing, and it's going to take that time in the beginning. You need to put in those years. Mm. But if you truly believe in what you're doing, and you have that vision for where you're going, mm. that passion drives you. Exactly. Look, um,
0: there's just so much information in this show. We're going through so much. We're talking about, uh, you know, networking for the first time, how to search and find out the perfect group for you, um, what sort of stigmas and and concerns people have when they're making the transition. Now, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about why there is a need in an area such as Hornsby for a group like Real Entrepreneur Mums. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. My name's Alexi. We'll be back after this. So thanks for coming on the program guys, Um, we've been talking about entrepreneurialism, we've been talking about networking and how important it is um, to figure out what the best networking group is for you at the beginning of your journey or even halfway through your journey. There's nothing wrong with switching groups when you're halfway through, when you're thinking about transitioning to another group. So so that brings me to my last question, Um, why is there a need in a place like Hornsby for a group like Real Entrepreneur Mums? Why did you think there was a gap in the market? I've got to be honest I mean I think of I think of networking and I go, surely it's flooded. surely there's enough <laughs> groups out there. but what is it that, that you thought that why did you think there was a gap there a necessity?
1: So a couple of things. So the first thing was that you know most businesses are reliant on referrals to grow their business. Word of mouth advertising is the best advertising you can get one it's free mm-hmm. um so oh, hang on sorry it's it's actually not the best the best uh,
0: advertising you can sorry. do is it's advertising through triple h 100 no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you can sponsor triple h but yes you're absolutely right for the purposes of the show yes it's very important and i agree with you wholeheartedly
1: <laughs> are you hilarious <laughs> um so the the difference that the need that we found is that For women, and I'm generalising here, and I'm sure it applies to a lot of men as well, we need to know, like and trust someone before we're going Mm. to refer them clients, before we're going to do business with them, and that's something that we found was bit missing in the market building those strong relationships and really getting to know each other and that's why we spent a lot of time experiencing each other's business I mean just the other the other week we were doing playing archery tag because one of our members owns archery games so we were all doing that together yeah. and that creates an experience where we now can't help but rave about that business so we knew a um, a few amazing entrepreneur women living in the Hornsby area and you know we caught up with them and um we we talked about what we would doing and they just said there is nothing like that in Hornsby Mm. Um, and we just knew like Alice and I said we need to connect these women together and we just we just jumped in and did it. And was it because this area do you think um, like
0: I guess other similar areas in in Sydney but I think what makes Hornsby a bit unique is that there's the opportunity to be really quite isolated because we live in yeah, bigger homes than you would if you were in the inner city. Um, you have that stigma that oh well, you, you work from home. You've obviously got a home office. You've got an entire room that you can use. It doesn't stop the isolation and it doesn't stop you feeling quite lonely. Yeah. So I think that's quite important as well. I guess maybe that's something that was missing. Yeah. yeah, and
1: also they were you know the the women that we spoke to they were after a local community. So they were, they wanted something very local. They said there's a lot of things you know down. More south on the on the North Shore, um, and in the city, but there was nothing really locally based. And the great thing about doing something that's local is, you know, you might meet someone through an entrepreneur meeting, but then you're going to bump into them at the shops or at at your fair or something like that, Mm -hmm. and it's just going to grow your relationship that you've got with them. So it's not really then about just the business side of it, but you actually get to be part of each other's lives, which is really rewarding. And like you said, if you're working from home, it can be isolating. So to pull these people out of their homes or out of their businesses and connect them together. Um, we, we're just really excited to be part of that.
0: Alison, do you think timing has something to do with it as well? Do you think the time of day that these events are on can sometimes be a bit restrictive for mums?
2: Absolutely. I would, abs- like, struggle so much to get to a morning event. Because oh, those
0: morning <laughs> events are just ridiculous. I don't know. I, <laughs>
2: I don't, can't get anywhere at 7 o'clock. No. When I have, <laughs> can't even get out of bed at 7 o'clock sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I've got three kids to pack lunches get them dressed and get to school and then get me clothed that's you know an interesting challenge (laughs) which is last always (laughs) always always last last. uh so absolutely i can't get to those sort of and night time's
0: no good for mums do you think you know
2: my husband works in the city Mm. so for him to get home by seven o'clock is still a struggle Mm. so number of times i've missed events because i just haven't had someone to look after the kids so definitely that is and normally I'm exhausted by the end of the day. So you you have to kind of really pull that extra resource for you to get out, get dressed. That's where the pumping music comes (laughs) in. With a smile on your face. Or the seven o'clock coffee. Yes, exactly. Uh, So yeah, we run our events during school hours. Mm. So it is more appropriate for a mum who can drop off to school, come to an event, connect with other local business mums and, you know. Then get on with their day.
0: Yeah, I think it is really important. I, I really like what you were saying before about connecting with people locally because, because of the ability to bump into them in other places, and it's the convenience as well. I mean, you connect with someone in the city; it's like, shall we meet in Chatswood? It's just going to yeah. inconvenience both of us. <laughs> but if you've got people up here, you go, yeah, right. I'm just in Warrawee. Awesome, let's yeah. go to Warunga. You know, it's just it's much much more convenient and easier to meet yeah. and then reconnect and build those relationships. And
2: I definitely feel there's um, the opportunity for people to really grow their brand and their professional profiles mm. in their local area first. Mm-hmm. That, think about your own backyard, build a really great you know awareness of what you do and who you are, and that's just going to ripple effect throughout mm-hmm. Sydney throughout Australia, throughout the globe?
1: I think people want to shop local as well. Like there is a massive drive to be supporting the local community. So if you can get the people together and like Alison said, you know, they can raise their profile, more people are going to know about them, which means their businesses are going to be more successful and that's just good for the community as a whole. And let's face it, we, we would
0: prefer to have clients that are local anyway because you don't waste your time w- driving from one end of the city to the other and and all that sort of thing. And there's, it's a much better o- economy of scale, not to mention the, the f- smaller carbon footprint that you have if you're not driving all around the place as well. Yep. So lots of great tips today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. It's been awesome. Um, We're, of course, going to have these uh, podcasts available on the smallbizmatters.com.au page. You can go to
1: blogs and podcasts. So a quick plug for Royal Entrepreneur Mums, where can people find out more information, Soph? So you can go to all the Ws, realentrepreneurmums.com.au and on our website you'll see a great video that features some of our members so you can get a real insight into what it's like to be part of our community um, our community meetings and you can register to come as a guest you can just register click the form a couple of quick questions and then Alison and i one of us will give you a call and invite you along absolutely awesome and that and all the
0: other events that are available on the local area are available on our smallbizmatters.com.au website of course you can sign up for our newsletters and get all of the events into your inbox as well as finding out what's coming up on the show and finding out about fabulous interviews like this one look thanks again for coming on the show guys thank, thank
1: you so much for
0: having us maybe we'll come get you come on the show in the next couple of years give us some more insight into networking we can do networking 102 or is it 201 as opposed to 101 (laughs) anyway thanks for coming on guys you're listening to small biz matters the half program half hour program where you listen where you (laughs) start again small biz matters where you work on your business rather than in it you've been listening to alexi we will see you all next week 9am tuesday thanks for listening